Okay, you want to do an intro? Hold on. Oh. I'm just going to make fun of it. Hold on. No, you do this. <laughs> Should we stick with tradition? I'll give a half ass one and then you do a proper one. <laughs> Totally Insane Tape Show, the podcast that talks about the hits, the shits, but most importantly, the tits in the movie world. I'm the tit covered in shit this week, Dino Peppers, and I'm joined by the guy who's big in Japan. Well, I'm big wherever I go. It's me, Boulamont, and yes, it's episode four of the Totally Insane Tape Show. They've been out there for centuries. Lurking in the shadows, rotting in our stories and myths, and buried in our nightmares. For the time will come when monsters will shape the fortunes of all. Good evening, monster fans in Canada, Newfoundland, and the United States of America. So, Boo, it's not been too long since the last show. Have you managed to watch any films in that time? I've watched a couple of, uh, I've rewatched a couple that are definitely worth a mention. And, and I saw one again on, um, this one was actually on your recommendation, um, but not in a tits environment. This is just uh, two guys, um, you know, just um, suggesting films to each other. And I'm very glad you did because it's become a firm favourite. Obviously, um, yourself and myself, big fans of wrestling uh, and have been involved in the world of wrestling previously. And of course, there are a lot of uh, movies out there with pro wrestling themes. I was made aware of one today called The Naked Man, which I'd never heard of. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I massively enjoyed a film that you suggested to me uh, but, uh, solely based on who was in it and the themes. The film was Monsters Brawl, uh, made in 2011. It's basically an anthology movie, a wrestling movie, and, and a traditional kind of um, B-movie horror, all wrapped up in a pretty bow. Uh, it stars uh, Jimmy, the mouth of the South Heart, and uh, Big Daddy Cool, Kevin Nash. Basically, the film is uh, its pretty much what it says on the tin. It's lots of monsters, uh, but in a, in a pro wrestling environment and set up. So they have entrances, they actually come out, and um, they wrestle each other, and uh, it's a tournament. Um, but before each um, match, you're given two kind of little short stories based on each of the characters. Um, for example, the Lady Vampire, you would have seen how she came to be. Uh, there's a Cyclops, and he's actually on a mission to, to, to fight Hades. And all these kind of little side stories um, come out. And then it's presented like a wrestling pay-per-view. I, I really enjoyed it, and it's probably one of the finest things I've ever seen Kevin Nash in. <laughs> you know, I'm going to make a traditional wrestling joke, though. I'm surprised he didn't blow his quad on the way to the graveyard. Maybe to be done. Um, I, I've actually watched this movie like three times in the last like two weeks. It was a while ago since I watched it. I quite like the commentary team. You have uh, is it Dave Foley, who's in uh, Kids in the Hall. Yes, former Canadian sketch group Kids in the Hall. Um, yes, no, a couple of recognisable B-movie B actors. 
Um, but made the main stars of the show are Herb Dean, who is a UFC referee and former MMA fighter. Um, but he doesn't last long. Uh, and the aforementioned Jimmy the Mouth of the South Heart and Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash actually plays like a badass med, um, excuse me, military guy uh, in charge of the zombie soldier program. Obviously, this isn't a spoiler-free show. Uh, what I really like is at the end, they wrap it up in a cliffhanger style. Even at the end, it was kind of pro wrestling style where they set up the next show, which is Frankenstein versus Kevin Nash Zombie. And um, it's yet to happen, but I'd love to see it. And of course, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, has been turned over to the zombie side, being dragged under the ring, uh, screaming as he did. But no, I, I'm just such a lot of fun. Um, just nothing to complain about, really. You can't take a movie like this seriously. And if you do, you're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> Ask you what you've been watching. Um, the only other kind of uh, wrestling themed thing that I watched this week. Oh wow, where to begin? I don't even know if this is t- podcast material, but it's worth a mention. Um, I was lucky, is that the word, enough to watch Scooby Doo and his WrestleMania mystery. Yeah, Scooby Doo mixed with wrestling, and that's that's fine. But coming in as a, as a kind of wrestling fan, I, I'm a big fan of animation. I do like my Scooby Doo, like in the old days. Uh, but I don't know whether I want him opening WrestleMania against Kane belt in a last man standing match. I'd pay to do that. And they were trained by AJ Lee. I've got no problem with female wrestlers, but um, that particular one's not maybe the best person to teach them. I mean, how these backyarders came in and now they're opening WrestleMania, I, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I did watch Raw and it was, um, yeah, Scooby-Doo escorted Sin Cara to the ring. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crossover for the kids, I'm guessing. It is a crossover for the kids, um, and um, I mean, maybe this isn't the, the forum to mention it on, but, you know, what, a bit self-indulgence, we're wrestling fans. Um, the actual Sin Cara, they, the only reason he's been held back in the company is because it takes about a year and a half to animate um, this, this beat, because it's a, it's a full-length movie, and because it takes them so long to animate, they had to kind of guess who would be the top guys in around that time, and of course, you've got John Cena, who Daphne falls in love with, of course, as, as the main guy, and the other main guy Sinkara, who was fired dead like days after this was released. Uh, he's been played, he's a masked wrestler who's been played by another wrestler, which is um, to kind of get around the fact that they needed the character to promote the Scooby Doo film. Um, in, in truth, it's actually the best replacing of an actor uh, slash wrestler in wrestling history, really. He hasn't made a single mistake, has he? Or not? Uh, not, 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 not. <laughs> he's certainly a lot better. <laughs> yeah, and um, I feel I do feel kind of bad for the guy that's playing the, the original Sinkari, the, the former Mystico, because um, you know that that's a big deal. Scooby Doo, he's a big deal, and I, I bet it would have been a huge payday. And I'm wondering now whether that money yeah, that's true. goes I mean, to the other Sinkara. Does do they get the royalties for it, or is it just a WWE? I don't know. Whether it's, I think it? maybe it's, yeah, they own the character. Well, not according to the original Sinkara. He thinks he owns it, but um, as far as the law is concerned, I believe they're in the, the WWE yes. side. But, um, not a lot, not not a lot bad with this um, Scooby Doo movie. Of course, he would have got away with it if it weren't for those meddling kids, and maybe we would have too. Um, would have been mine if it hadn't been for those meddling kids. WrestleMania 30s this Sunday. Just say we're both wrestling fans, so we're both gonna probably watch it. Um, next week there's an event happening with your other. Oh, your, your what a beautiful, what a beautiful little drop in for my and and thank you for being so accepting yes. of my of my lifestyle choices. I am a podcast bigamist. Um, not only do I 
my wife here, the Lovely Tits Podcast, which you can follow on tit, uh, Twitter, uh, our Titter feed, sorry, at Tits Podcast. Hopefully, by the end of next week, the Milking It first, first ever Milking It Wrestling Roundtable, hosted by Mr. David Davis, will be uh, will be going live, uh, featuring uh, guests. Uh, that'll be myself, Mr. Dino Peppers. Hopefully, it will be Sid Scala, aka Johnny Bailey, or the other way around. And um, former Milking It guest, the Amazon Aisha Ray. And we will be talking about WrestleMania and just wrestling in general. Should be a laugh. And um, if you're a fan of wrestling at all, check that out. Hey, kids. Sorry to interrupt this great show, but uh, I need to shield my shit. Um, I'm David Davis, uh, one host of the Milking It podcast, a weekly podcast that tugs the teeth of popular culture until it explodes all over your face. We like nothing better than a natter on whatever's been going down. Do you, do you like Batman? Do, do you like wrestling? Do you, do you like TV shows or gaming? Do you like movies? Of course you like movies. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to these guys, right? Well, well, join us on the Milking It podcast every week on iTunes or via facebook.com forward slash milking it. Become a milkster. Jump on board. Together with myself, Boo and Jay, we can take a peek at the Week of Geek. Join us on the Milky It Podcast. Excuse me, is this the principal's office? Come in, Jason. I am not Jason. I am Jason's father. Jason, take off the mustache. We meet again, old friend. The mystery team. My name's Jason, the master of the sky. I'm Duncan, the boy genius. And I'm Charlie, the strongest kid in town. Ow! All we need is one big case before people start respecting us again, like they did when we were sent. People respect us. <laughs> Fuck yourselves! Faggots. Hi, are you the mystery team? What can we do for you, ma'am? Just fill out this form real quick. Can you find out who killed my parents? Anything you've seen this week, Dino, of interest that you think that people might enjoy? Um, yeah, I did see a film a couple of nights ago. It's something I've been wanting to watch for a while now, actually. Uh, there's a comedy troupe online called uh, Derek Comedy. I'm not sure if you're aware of them at all. Oh, I've, I've not heard this. They did a sketch, a couple of, I saw it a couple of years back, it's called Girls Are Not To Be Trusted, which I was in tears crying from laughter from it, and... They've got a few others online which are quite funny as well, but they did one sketch about a detective group uh, where it's like they're all kids solving mysteries, a bit like the Scooby-Doo, uh, Hardy Boys type thing. But now they're grown up, about to leave school at that age, like 17, 18, but they're still acting exactly the same. And they've made a full-length film out of it. I managed to get hold of it a couple of weeks back. It's one of those, you occasionally bump into things online and go, oh, I remember wanting to see that at the time. Now through iTunes and so on, you can find it. It's uh, called Mystery Team. Writing this down, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, like I say, it's about three guys who grew up being the mystery team. They'd solve mysteries for a dime. Maybe like uh, someone's stolen a bike or someone's vandalised. Like, I like the Hardly Boys. Yeah. In, uh, in... <laughs> it's like really simple crimes. Yeah, no. And then someone comes along and says, uh, <clears throat> yeah, can you help me solve a mystery? And they go, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, my parents have been murdered. So they decide to actually solve the murder as one last case because they're all going to college at some point in the future. And sort of that whole kids growing up kind of thing, but they're still trying to be kids. And yeah, it's a really funny film. Uh, it's uh, like There's three guys in the group, but it's really a showcase for Donald Glover. Yeah, he had been working on 30 Rock at the time. He was doing the sketches. Then after the film, he went on to get a role in the community sitcom, which is written by... 
again, I need to check out community. So many people have been talking about this, but yeah. I mean, that's a show I'd definitely say watch the first couple of series of at least. I mean, it's uh, written by Dan Harmon, who writes one of your favourite shows at the moment, Rick and Morty. Indeed. Yeah. Which is, uh, which by the way, is um, the new series. Is the the uh, second half of the first series is currently being shown, and it is still one of the best things I've ever seen on TV. I started watching that the other day. It's very funny. Yeah, it's uh, written by him. It's got uh, Joel McHale, who presents a suit. Uh, Chevy Chase is in the first couple of seasons as well. Um, yeah, it's like a showcase for him, really, because he's the main character. And the... All right, I'm thinking Chevy got fired from that. Uh, I don't know if he fired or just left. And there's quite a few amusing voicemails available online, which have been put out by Dan Harmon. He said it is not funny, he's funny. The show is not funny, the script is not funny, and yeah, he's left and been replaced by someone else in the recent series. But even Donald Glover, who plays Troy in the community series, is now left as well. So it's one of those shows which is like, the first couple of seasons really good. The new one's not that great. But yeah, if uh, you get a chance to check out Mystery Team, I'd, I'd definitely recommend it. Eric? Oh shit, 5 0 5 0 No, 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 no. Oh man, what the fuck I do now? You didn't do anything. What are you doing here? My mom works here. It's better than shaking her shit on the street. We're tailing a suspect. Do you know that guy? Oh yeah, Dougie. He's in here all the time, likes to finger the girls. Hey, you guys want to get dry fucked? No, we're okay. Yeah, we're good. All right, people. This is your mate Stell, host of the great football podcast known as Shoot the Defense. Join me, John, Andy, Mike, Stuffy, and whoever else can be bothered to appear every Thursday night at 10.30pm. Mixler.com forward slash Shoot the Defense. We're informative, opinionated, sometimes controversial, and have one or two facepalm moments. I have a dream. <laughs> Mr. Malcolm X. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, ah, and we have our own website, shootthedefense.com. Shoot the Defense. Play on. Uh, the next film I saw in the week is a, is a movie I've actually seen uh, before, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I've, uh, I kind of caught the trailer on something the other day, and I was like, I've got to rewatch that movie. Um, and that was Shakes the Clown um, from... Uh, 1992, starring Bobcat Goldthwait, actually written by Bobcat as well. And again, um, as has been previously mentioned on every podcast I've ever been on, I'm a huge fan of Saturday Night Live. Um, and this, again, had some Saturday Night Live guys in it, including Adam Sandler, another early appearance from him. It's, it's, a, it's a dark comedy about a clown who's kind of depressed and he's an alcoholic and he gets framed for murder. It's just a really weird movie. Like Everyone seems to be a clown or working clowning. And you've got like an entire bar full of clowns. It's, um, it's meant to be like a bittersweet satire on America, basically. But it's really funny, um, very, very quotable, and um, has a load of cameos, including Robin Williams, not Robbie Williams, the British pop singer, but the uh, crazy comedian, Mork himself. Um, but no, really, really funny film, and um, highly recommended. And uh, it's currently available on Netflix, so it's definitely worth checking that one out. And, um, but for Dits fans, Bobcat Goldway um, was... Uh, the officer, uh, I cannot remember his name. I had this written down. The guy from Police Academy, what was his character called? He's put me on the spot now. <laughs> I wouldn't know that straight off if you hadn't asked me. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. <coughs> Not checking Google at all. Who's Google's faster? Who's Google's faster? Yeah, Who's yeah. Google's faster? 
So he, as you may know, he played Officer Z in the Police Academy movies, um, very famously. But yeah, really funny guy, um, great movie, and definitely worth tracking down. It's a, it's a, it's a random bit of nineties comedy. But yeah, shakes the clown, not one for the kids. Yeah, cool. That's available on Netflix then. Cool. I'll be checking that one out tonight. I actually saw something last night. I was just like milling around Netflix, and you know, we do just scroll down trying to find something. You actually spend more time trying to find something, you know, watching something. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> they need, sorry, just to kind of, they need to have a better genres list. Yeah, it is one like, of those. They need, they, just all they need a better layout. Netflix, if you're listening, please sort your layout. And out. a watch list as well. Yeah, um, I ended up with The Man from Planet X, which is... Man from Planet X? Yes. I've not heard of it. Yeah, it's from 1951, science fiction B-movie type film. I actually chose it because it was the shortest one of the four I chose, which is, yeah, not the greatest way to choose films, but yeah, it was, it was amusing. Standard 1950s B-movie. It just has possibly the worst alien I've ever seen. <laughs> he looks like Frank Sidebomb. No. Who could be afraid of legendary British comedy character Frank Sidebottom? Except the head's more squashed. Who, but who, like sorry, Bob. just quickly, international fans, you can actually see now uh, he's being played by Michael Fassbender in, in the new film Frank. So uh, if you're not aware of Frank Sidebottom, uh, the character we're talking about, um, check out the trailer for Frank starring Michael Fassbender just to get an idea of what we're talking about. It's, it's actually yeah. coming out in general release now, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of like a Frank Sidebottom type alien in a Mars Attacks costume. Okay. It's all like a one piece and it's got a big dome for the head. <laughs> so it's a big dome around his Frank side bottom head and it's like a gas feed going into it and it needs to be t- uh, regulated by a tap on the side of his shoulder. So all they need to do to actually take him out is stop, turn the tap. <laughs> so it's, it's like a, an alien invasion banking on this one alien coming down to help them all transfer down to the planet Earth. But he gets taken out by a guy who works in the press. Worst alien ever. But that's the man from Planet X, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the worst aliens I've ever seen put to the film, and there's 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 been a few. Yeah, I, I don't think you'd find one worse than this guy. I mean, there's like an entire army sort of going t- to face him at the end, and there's a guy who works on the a newspaper who's part of this story. He goes, oh, let, let me have a go on trying to get people out of there. And he just sort of walks into the camp, tells everyone to run, and then beats up the alien on his own, hand-to-hand, no, no way. Fuck it, did we really need a film? They should have been like, aliens, shit, there's aliens. Call that guy. Okay. Yeah, then the army decided to shoot him with um, basic revolvers from about 50 feet away through the fog. Yeah, it's one of those... So a real real menace to our way of life, this alien. I say, it's the worst alien (laughs) I've ever seen in a film. If you can find one worse than him, yeah, please tell me. That's a challenge. But I've now got to, so now I've got to watch the man from Planet X just to see what this alien looks like and find you a worse one. <laughs> that is what we are all about here on the Tits Podcast. Since the bombings of Nagasaki and Hiroshima, Japan has been protected against invading monsters by a legacy of giant warriors. Today, there remains only one. 
Right, so on the last episode of the Totally Insane Tape Show, uh, I challenged Dino Peppers to watch a film which I've actually seen before, but I did rewatch it for the purpose of, uh, of this show, and uh, again, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, and that is Big Man Japan. It's a Japanese film, obviously, released in 2007, uh, starring Hitsu, uh, Hitoshi Matsumoto. Um, and it's basically about a guy who um, has the ability, when enough electricity is put through him, to become as big as a skyscraper. And uh, he and his family for generations have been defending Japan against giant monsters, or kaiju, as they're currently known, uh, sorry, popularly known in cinema. The film takes the form of a mockumentary and follows the main character, uh, Daisato, um, around as he kind of see his normal life and then you see what what happens when he becomes large and um, defends Japan against these various monsters. It's kind of weird because it's kind of sad and um, it's funny, but it's kind of sad at the same time because, I mean, the, the lead character really is kind of like a, a sad character that you do end up feeling for. He's estranged from his wife and child and um, he gets no respect from anybody for the work he does and it's kind of sad but um it's, it's a really quirky film some of the monsters include the lady stink monster uh, and the giant one-eyed monster who you have to see to believe he basically has lack of a better word an eyeball bell end uh, which he can detach and throw about and um yeah it's uh, it's basically about this gentleman and uh, and what he does and kind of the end of his career and it has one of the weirdest uh, endings i've ever seen in a movie if you're aware of the old japanese uh, tv series and franchise ultraman it was kind of done in the power rangers style where it's um rubber suits but only at the end the entire film is cg uh, the fight scenes with the monster and, um, and the main character, except for the last kind of 20 minutes, it's a fight scene done in this Ultraman slash Megazord style um, way, and it's fairly brutal and doesn't make much sense. But it's it's a weird film. So, Dino, what, what did you think of Big Man Japan? If I'm being honest, I actually found it quite boring. And if it wasn't for the podcast and you asked me to watch it, I would have turned it off. Okay. It's, it's what I got 20 minutes into it and I had to stop it. To check, I got the right film because it is that slow. It is slow. Yeah, I, 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 I don't deny the reality it. TV side of it. They're just talking to him, and it's they're just asking him questions, and it doesn't really go anywhere. And then when it sort of gets to the bit where he, he goes into the a compound kind of area, gets big, and they do the first CG fight, it's like okay, it is the right film. But then it stop, goes back to the mockumentary again, and it's quite slow again. It's kind of stop, start, stop, start. It does pick up towards the end. I think it's after he sees his kids, or his kid, and they sort of show his manager getting money from stuff and he's still living in poverty and he's kind of afraid of what he's doing. He's kind of fearful for his life because he gets beaten up. I mean, it's the first time he gets beaten up properly. Then it gets interesting, but then, then it goes to the ending, which is it's actually really good, the ending. But then it's sort of completely out of place for the rest of the film. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's some sort of... Um, commentary on uh, commercialism. The whole thing has got to be an allegory for something about Japanese life, modern uh, TV, uh, consumerism. It's it's definitely one of those films and um, of course because of the generational aspect of it as well where his father had the same ability, his grandfather had the same ability. It's definitely something to be said for uh, the symbolism of Japanese yeah. Family life and etc. Et I think it's because of that. I, I just didn't quite get why it happened. 
I mean, if the entire film was like the bit at the end, it had been quite an enjoyable comedy. I might say quite brutal comedy, but quite funny. Yeah, but the rest of it was just... The mockumentary part was just a bit... Mm. But yeah, it, it, I'd, I'd say watch it. It's something it's worth a watch, but it's not something I'd sort of really go out of my way to get hold yeah. of. No, I, don't... I wouldn't knock down buildings for it. Well, I mean, you'd be interested to know um, that they, they have planned an American remake, as they do with a lot of these films. Um, currently, uh, the, the script's being written by a couple of guys called Phil Hay and Matt Manfredi. I would be interested to see how they bring it across to Western audiences, like how they'd make this, how they uh, Westernize the story, especially with this year's Godzilla coming out, and you know we've got a Pacific Rim previously. The America's starting to see these big, big monster movies. I mean, all the way starting back with stuff like Cloverfield. All of these, <clears throat> but all of these films are serious, whereas Big Man Japan would be, or Big Man USA, whatever they're going to call it would have that kind of Western aspect. Yeah, I'd actually, maybe, I'd give that a watch if they did like, a remake and they kept it uh, a slightly better pace, maybe, if they actually kept it as a comedy rather than what the, this was, was kind of, like you say, it's quite a sad figure and you feel sorry for him, but then they do a bit of comedy and it's just mispaced for me. It's possibly just because it's Japanese and they have what they're trying to say with it. It's an allegory of what they go through in life and, let's say, generations. He kept saying he was trained by a different generation, so he has more respect than the new generation. Yeah. Which I guess is the end bit where they're sort of they go into the Ultraman type world where it's just really brutal and they're kind of cartoon characters beating the shit out of someone. There's, there's no respect for it whatsoever. Yeah. I'm guessing that's the allegory and the story they're trying to tell, but it was just was it two hours? It, yeah, it's, it's two about hours? two hours long. It's a fairly long old movie. And it, it did take like twenty minutes before he changed, and that's a bit like. Um, only seeing King Kong an hour into the film called King Kong it's a bit too long to wait for it really if they put it up front and do like the first scene is him as a giant then they do a mockumentary part yeah, it might work a bit better so, uh, so uh, kind of like a half recommendation for me and like maybe a, a, a once watch just out of curiosity recommendation for you yeah I'd, I'd say give it a watch if you've got nothing else to yeah. watch that's fair. Um, but, you know, we're obviously going to be talking about allegories and symbolism a lot because the other film we're going to be reviewing today, I, I was trying to read into it way too much. <laughs> what the fuck is that an, an allegory for? What the hell does that mean? What are they trying to say with that? But no, so but Big Man Japan, um, so it's kind of like a half recommendation. Maybe two and a half um, <laughs> tits nipples. <laughs> half a nipple. Give it half a nipple. <laughs> so that's one and a half nip splits, nip slips from me. <laughs> no, I, I, I reckon, I'd say, again, we would recommend or maybe a one-time watch, but check it out. That's Big Man Japan. The following is brought to you by 8oClockComics.com, the home of really mature comic books. <laughs> Definitely having a belt drill, mate. 8clockcomics.com. We draw stuff. people an introduction to the absolutely batshit 
nuts, fucking insane movie that you recommended me last week. I think I have to because I'm just realizing all our films this week are in a different language, so all the inserts we're putting in are actually in Japanese. Oh, shit. <laughs> so enjoy the noises. Okay, in this recent addition to the zombie film genre, some teenagers drive into the country to get away from it all and run into some zombies, and then chaos ensues. Eh? Yeah, okay, it's a standard zombie horror deal, except these zombies come from below. And when I say below, I mean the shitter. Yes, these are shit zombies that for some reason are obsessed with asses. Why? It's some parasite thing. It's a paper film plot, and possibly only a reason to shark as many young girlies balloon knots on film as possible. Hey, I've got to stop you, I'm so sorry. I completely, <laughs> for- I completely forgot to watch Toilet of the Dead. Why did I think you chose Achi and CPAC instead? <laughs> Fuck, I've written the entire thing out as Achi and CPAC. I completely fucking forgot about Toilet of the Dead. That's why I went A when you started saying zombies, and I was like, but the diaper gang aren't zombies, they're mutants. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, wank. So we have a winner for this week's booze fuck up of the week and not watching the film I said. I swear you how come I, why did I think it was actually in CPAC then? You not listen to the show. I, I, fuck. Okay, a bit of a backstory. Last week, actually, off mic, I suggested a film called Achi and CPAC, but I thought it was really hard to get a copy of it. I mean, I had to order mine from Australia. It'd take a while to get a copy ordered, and my version is actually buried under a ton of boxes right now because I'm moving house. So I decided on the film Zombie Ass, which is, um, Quite freely available on Netflix, a zombie ass toilet of the dead. And uh, you didn't watch it. Dude, I, I completely... You're so enamoured with the, the idea of Atchi and Zipak, you watch that instead. Um, I was desperate to learn more about the secret of juicy bars and, and anal ID tags. Bollocks. <laughs> okay, we'll review that one. Instead. I apologise profusely. That's, that's no amazing. Good. I mean, that's, that's not even Ed the Duck territory. That's oh my fuck territory. <laughs> okay, so what did you think of Achi and CPAC then? Fucking loved it, alright? Look. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst episode ever. Ah, <laughs> uh, listen. I, I, my mistake, I, I, I apologise. Um, but yes, I, I, you know, I sent you messages in the week and I'm having trouble tracking down Achi and CPAC and, um, I managed to finally track down a copy. It got, it came over and, um, I watched it and I, Easily the best film about shit I've ever seen in my life. What did you like about it then? Come on. Every, do you know what? It's just from the opening sequence to the very last, this movie has a little bit of everything. Okay, yes, it is about the government holding people down, um, holding people back, and basically it's set in a dystopian future where shit is an energy source, and the people uh, and the government control the population by giving them these things called juicy bars for the amount of times they take a shit in the day. The Juicy Bars are addictive and have driven a group of people underground. They're called the Diaper Gang. They're mutated humans. Uh, there is a, a special woman who can shit up to ten times a day due to a, the bad guy putting various anal ID tags inside her ass. Does this sound a little crazy so far? Um, this, <laughs> then it's, uh, there's also a cyborg cop on the loose, a corrupt government, and everyone is after this chick's asshole. That's right. Actually, in CPAC um, was absolutely insane. It, it parodied so many different movies, uh, comic books. There's even a part where they dress up as the Justice League. Just this movie is easily one of the craziest things ever put to screen. And I, I could not recommend it enough. It 
it's a very it seems like a fairly long film but um if you can stomach it and you can hold out it's great you don't see that much shit on screen it's more actually talked about than you see it not that it's not uh short of its craziness but yes i definitely would recommend actually and cpac another korean movie very much like the movie i didn't watch this this week uh, the film you didn't watch was japanese even worse (laughs) (laughs) that hole's getting bigger (laughs) yeah i mean I, i saw this on the list of films you really need to see and it appealed to me because it's just an idea they gave like a quick couple of lines describing what the film was about I mean it's essentially what Boo just said it's it's just a completely batshit mental plot I thought that's a film I would, wouldn't would just like to see I would have liked to have written it because I'm into that kind of thing and I just do over the top stuff and this one was just okay I, they reward them with okay taking shits right cool and then you see the opening scene it's just blew my mind kind of because it is just that really beautiful animation it's like mixing almost live action kind of backgrounds with animation on top of it and just whole action scene it's like it yeah i can't say enough good things about this it's it's my favorite film of last year i watched one of my, one of my favorite aspects i did just mention it but the, the the fact that it parodies so many films and I mean, he doesn't just parody the films. The guy saying the name of the film as he's doing the action. There's a scene. Uh, the guy's being controlled, um, and he's kind of doing things based on films. And they say misery to him, so he starts like smashing the guy in with a typewriter, saying, "I told, I didn't tell you you could kill off misery." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh well, just like the movie Misery." Um, and there's like there's aliens parodies, and literally uh, it, it end, uh, towards the end, there's an Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, minecart ride which is a near shot for shot uh, exactly the same as the temple of doom one it just we, we counted at least 15 sequences with movie references yeah really really good i i couldn't i i couldn't recommend this highly enough either and it's definitely my my film uh, my top recommendation for this episode of the tits podcast i reckon recommend you track down a copy of action cpac it's actually just been dubbed last month i discovered after really having a hard time finding a, a version with English subtitles. Um, I did finally manage to track down one with subtitles, uh, only to discover after the fact that there is actually a dub version which is widely available, and I think it's now on Blu-ray, um, with, with added dialogue. So uh, I'm going to have to track that one down now. Definitely well. I'd say the only way I could get hold of a copy of um, it originally was from Australia. I mean, it's on eBay. It's quite a few copies, but it's like you take a couple of weeks to get over. It's in a certain region code as well. Yes, def- definitely... Highly, uh, yeah. definitely, definitely a recommendation. Um, don't be grossed out by the Zabra Meta. And again, like Big Man Japan, I'm sure that all of that is an allegory for for Korean government and uh, <laughs> you know they control ID like the, the anal IDs and the controlling of the of the population yeah. and controlling what they can see and do and hear. I'm sure that's all an allegory for life over in Korea. But over my head, all I saw was a quality film about a dystopian future where shit is the fuel and juicy bars are the addiction. Right, so next week on the Totally Insane Tape Show, we are going to be 
going into the squared circle of shitty movies and um, seeing if we can pin to the map for the three count some of the uh, worst and possibly best uh, the uh, movies with the subject of professional wrestling. Uh, we're going to be checking out a comedy, uh, which was hugely popular at the time, and um, it's a particular favourite of mine, and, um, uh, and a, a plethora of other wrestling-related goodies uh, in honour of WrestleMania. And, of course, don't forget to join myself and Mr Dino Peppers as we head up the panel for this year's WrestleMania Roundtable, hosted by Dave Davis, um, and all to do with the Milking It multiverse, the interconnecting worlds between the Milking It podcast and the Totally Insane Tape Show. So we hope you join us for that. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to being on the leg ends table. We are a couple of leg ends. um, Yes. And we have a few feet between us. That was a dick joke right here on the Totally Insane (laughs) Tape Show. And this week's show was sponsored by, as always, Subway and Monster Energy. Uh, Monster Energy for Big Man Japan? <laughs> it's all unofficial, of course, because no one's actually responding to our tweets. No much we beg them and plead with them to give us a fiver or a sandwich. Uh, we would work happily work for a sandwich. Um, don't forget that we are uh, open to uh, doing advertising. If you've got a podcast, if you've got a product, if you need something that needs plugging and you've got a couple of quid spare, why not contact us at titspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on our Titter feed. That's at titspodcast. Um, make us an offer. We, we may just accept it. I mean, give us the fucking money. <laughs> Obviously, you'd have to contact us at totallyinsanetapeshow at gmail.com. If you contact us at titspodcast at gmail.com, you, you wouldn't get anywhere because that's not actually our, our Gmail account. No, you can see that I'm very much into this whole marketing thing. And uh, obviously, uh, I'm the talent, man. I am the talent. I, I, this... I'll tell you what, just go to our new website at um, titspodcast or totallyinsanetapeshow.com. And uh, all the information will be on now. It just, it's just easier for everybody involved, really, including Boo. Yeah, no, I, I, I can use um, the computer thing with the button and the, the click, click. Um, but on, on another note, if you guys are enjoying the show and you think that some of the films we are reviewing are a little bit tame and you've got some crazy fucked up movies that you think we would definitely love here on the Totally Insane Tape Show, Please get us on the on the email. Please get us on the Twitter account. Um, we would love to hear um, some recommendations for some crazy movies. And uh, obviously, uh, the best suggestions will get a mention and a thank you on the Totally Insane Tape Show. So that's pretty much it. I've fucked up enough to make this recording yep, This has possibly long. been the worst episode ever, and my editing skills will be pushed to the limit. Absolutely. But that's why you're here. And as I said, I'm just the talent. You guys are the brains, and I'm the brawn. Maybe. Um, you know, Dean, you're let's twice. Let's, let's go to credit. I'm twice the man you are, with half the brains that you have. Shit. Wrestling reference. Oh, fuck my life. <laughs> Wait a minute, I got something. This one will help you. No, I'm not going to hit you. No, I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to hit you. Now. Listen to me. I swear to God. I'm not going to hit you. Watch, watch. Okay, okay. okay. I'm ready now. I want to be professional. You know, I sit here at night clutching my little notebook watching these horrible movies for these people's fucking entertainment, and I get ridiculed soundly. You know it's the editing. You know it's the editing. 
Uh, see you next week, folks. Touch you in a notebook, watching the wrong films. <laughs> Where is it going to sit? So, next week we're going to be watching The Notebook, I think I heard. And, uh, and P.S. I love you. So, John, <laughs> no, we're not. I would rather have my scrotum cut in half and stretched over a priest's head. Because if I had enough time, I would take those rosary bleeds and uh, stuff them up your nose. These bleeds? <laughs> those bleeds there. You gonna take these? I take these bleeds here.